We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Wow, I've got a responsive crowd this morning. I might get scared up here. Um, first of all, man, we, I just don't say it enough. We serve a good God. God is so good to us. If he didn't do another thing for me in my life, he's already done so much more than I deserve. And, and I'm sure each one of us is in that same situation that God is just so good to us. I mean, you're here. It's a beautiful Sunday. Uh, it's nice and warm. I'm sorry, cool outside. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're in here. Uh, I feel the presence of God in here. And that's just such an honor to be here, such an honor to be up here and be able to uh, be able to share with you what's on my heart. So uh, before we get started, I'd just like for us to stand and let's let's open this up with some prayer and praise. So let's praise God for all He's done for you, for where you are now, versus where you came from, and then also where you're headed. You know, in, in six months you're going to look back at today and say, "Wow, I can't believe I was ever there." Uh, so let's just praise God. Thank you, Jesus, so much for all that you've done for me. Thank you for being a faithful God, a loving God, a kind and patient God, for being trustworthy, for being on time, for being a prayer-answering God. God, thank you for just being God. God, I pray that you, uh, that you anoint my voice, anoint my thoughts, God, and let me share what you've given to me the way that you've given it to me and that it changes somebody, that it helps somebody. Thank you so much, God, for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. Thank you for this day, and thank you for these people. In Jesus' name, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. I got a little bit of uh, kindling going. You can be seated. I got a little bit of kindling going on the fire. We're going to hopefully add some logs to it and get this place ablaze. And then uh, when the 11 o'clock service comes around, we're just going to roll into some awesomeness. So I know most of you have probably heard this, uh, this story before, uh, but I'm going to tell it to you again, because sometimes God gives us answers, and <laughs> really, that, that's the answer? So there was this guy that was, uh, he was out hiking, and he fell off the side of a cliff, and there was a tree hanging out, you know, there's the cliff, it's, it's going it's to kill him if he falls. And as, on his way down, he reaches out and grabs this tree, and he's hanging out there. And he's like, oh, God, help me. Help me, God. Is anybody up there? And this voice booms out of heaven and said, yes, it's God. I'm here. Oh, thank you, God. I need, I need your help here. He said, just let go, my son. I've got you. And he looks around a little bit, and he looks down past his feet and sees the rocks down there. Is anybody else up there? <laughs> so sometimes that's the way I feel. I'm like, I've got an answer from God. I know because every time I ask him, it comes back the same way. But man, that's not what I want. That's not that. Or, or if it, even if it is what I want, it's not happening right now. It's not happening the way I want it to happen. It's not happening the way I need it to happen. And so we get distracted by what we want. And so that's, we're going to talk a lot today about distractions and about how we get around those. So um, I'm going to start off, 
uh, with, with my Bible verse. Uh, this is my core verse here, core set of verses. In 1 Samuel 23, that's in the Old Testament, it's just before 2 Samuel. <laughs> 23, verses 2 through 4. It says, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines, and save Keilah. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we come to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines in your hand. So a little bit of the background of this story. David is in exile. King Saul wants his hide. He's looking for him. He wants to kill him. And so David has run away into Moab, and he's taken his parents there for the king of Moab to protect his parents while Saul is looking for him. He's on the run. He's, he's on the FBI's top ten list. Uh, he can't go to the grocery store and show his ID. He can't do anything because if Saul hears about it, he's going to come get him, and he's going to kill him. And so as he's there in, in the stronghold in Moab, the king of Moab, which, by the way, is an enemy of Israel, the Moabites and the land of Moab, but the king of the, of the Moabites is protecting him. He's protecting his family. He's protecting the men that are with him. He's picked up about 600 warriors and, and all of their people as well. And they're being protected in Moab. Then the prophet of the Lord comes to him and says, Hey, this isn't where you're supposed to be, dude. Uh, you got to go back to Moab. I mean, you got to go back to Judah. And so David and his band of men... Still on the run, still hiding from Saul, go back to Judah. And they're, they're hanging out there. And then the Lord tells David, said, hey, the city of Keilah is being attacked by the Philistines, and I want you to go deliver that city. I want you to go fight. And so David's like, uh, God... You think I should uh, go, to, go down there and, and, and fight those Philistines? Uh, there's a lot of them, and, and, and we're on the run anyway, and there's, there's only 600 of us. And God said, yes. And so he goes back and tells his guys, he's like, hey, uh, guess what we're going to do? God said for us to go down and fight the Philistines, and, and we're going to save the city of Keilah. And his men come back with, <laughs> with the Rodney answer and say, hey, we're scared here in Judah. Saul's looking for us. You want us to, how much more scared do you think we're going to be over there in, in Keilah fighting Philistines? And so David's like, I hear you guys. And he goes back to the Lord again. He says, Lord, are, are you sure? And the Lord says, yes, go down and fight the Philistines, and I will deliver that city into your hands. And so he does, and that's what happens. And so the first thing that, that I like to point out here is that David asked the Lord, what should I do? So sometimes that's the first thing we forget to do. We forget to ask God and said, what should I do? 
But then he, he didn't stop. You know, a lot of times that's where we stop. We pray. Oh, God, we got this problem going on. And, and then, then it's lunchtime and we go eat enchiladas if you're David. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, or fried chicken if you're an old Baptist or Pentecostal dude. Uh, and, and we forget to wait for the answer. We forget to listen to that answer. We get distracted by so many things. And so that's what we're going to talk about is this distraction. What is it that distracts you? Man, it could, it could be anything. Um, I get the honor of being here on the first Sunday in the new year. And uh, when Brother Rusty asked me if I would do this, he said, what, you, you got an appropriate New Year's message? And I was like, yeah, it'll be good. I'll, I'll just say this is how we're going to do it this year. But, you know, last year <laughs> was, a, was an awesome year, but it was a horrible year for a lot of people. A lot of things happened. We had a lot of loss. We had a lot of turmoil. People lost their jobs. People uh, had relationship issues. Uh, there, there are just so many things going on. And so as we're coming into this year, I want us to remember that we are children of God and that our Father wants us to be happy and he wants us to, to prosper and do well. And we need to ask him and then we need to listen for his answer. So all the things that distract us. I mean, some of the things that are, that are distracting today we got the news. I mean, what's going on in, in uh, the Ukraine? What's going on in the Middle East? What's going on with Russia? <laughs> you know, what all's going on in the world? Forget that. What's going on in downtown Terrell? What's going on in Dallas? Uh, you know, what is going on out there? News and world events and city events and state events sometimes has us so distracted that we can't just turn to God and say, hey, How's my day going to be today? Like, hey, God, help, help those people over in the Ukraine. Uh, well, I need to worry about the people in the Ukraine, but I need to worry about me too. I need to worry how I'm going to serve God, how I'm going to be a witness, and how I'm going to make it through my day and, and, and uh, prosper and, and do well. Sometimes, and this sounds silly to some of us, but to others of us, <laughs> this is a thing. Sporting events. You know, uh, for, for my whole life, I was a Cowboys fan <laughs> up until about five years ago. Uh, and I realized that every time, which was most of the time, the Cowboys lost, it would ruin my week. You know, I'm sitting here watching the Cowboys game, and like, especially in the fourth quarter when they finally started actually playing football, and it came down to the wire, and they just couldn't pull it out. I was like, man, if y'all had played like that in the first three quarters, it'd be 100 to nothing. But... Uh, it just it would just ruin my day. So I got to where I was like, they've broken my heart too many times. I'm no longer a Cowboys fan. Now, I'm not anybody else fan. I always want the Cowboys to win, but I don't care. If they lose, they lost. But there are some of us, you know, I can tell. There, there are people in here, when there's a 12 o'clock game, <laughs> you know, the beans might be burning at home. They have to get up and leave early. <laughs> um, or if, if, they, if they got it recording at home, you better not tell them anything about any highlights you're looking at on your phone for, because they want to go back and see it, see it in, uh, on the recording and not spoil anything. Uh, another big distraction can be work. 
you know, what's going on in your job? Do you have a job? Do you, did you get laid off? Did you, did you get fired? Are you having problems? You know, that's, those are things that just distract you. You got, you got all these thoughts running around in your head, all these competing emotions about, oh, my God, if I don't work, I don't have money, and if I don't have money, I don't eat, and I can't buy Christmas for my kids, and I blah, 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 blah. And you just start, you start letting work be your answer, starting letting work hide, your, hide the answer from God. You, you, you pray, you pray out of fear, God, I got this situation at work going on, I need you to help me. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll have a Big Mac and order fries, and, and you just go on, and you never, you never remember to listen for God. Relationships. I mean, there, there are those of us who are coming into relationships, going out of relationships, and we can let that relationship become our God, uh, become, become an idol to us. And we forget to ask God about it. We forget to talk to him and, and ask him everything else because our whole being is distracted by this relationship. Money, that goes back to work. Hunger. You know, I don't know of anybody in here, and if, if you are in here and you're hungry and you can't afford food, hit me up. I'll go buy you a Big Mac. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll help you out. But if anybody in here is ever hungry, you know, that's, that's a big distractor. And, and then all the things, the million things we have to do. Those of you who are parents of school-age kids, whew, I'm so glad I'm out of that phase of my life. <laughs> But especially if you've got multiple kids and you're, all your kids are in different sports or different activities, I mean, you get off of work and then you start your second job. Uh, you got dinner to do. you got, you got all the events you got to go to. you got the weekend that uh, you have to prioritize between church activities and, and sporting activities and extracurricular activities. All these things are distraction. And it's just really hard to hear from God when we're distracted. So um, the thing that we have to remember, the thing that we have to do is we have to just get still and, uh, and hear from God. I used to work with this guy, uh, and he's, he's one of those people that's probably distracted right now because he lost his job at the end of 2023. But he was an incredibly smart guy, incredibly good. He's a good person. I mean, I considered him a friend. But, man, he was infuriating to have a conversation with at work. He would always be on his cell phone. And when you're talking to him, he's down here typing and, and doing things. And I know, I know he's sort of listening to me. I finally got to where I told him, hey, put the phone down. I'm up here. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, because it was really just that distracting. And then as he's typing on his phone, uh, he might have to ask you to repeat, what, what was that you said? And I was like, man, if you'd been listening, <laughs> you would have heard it. And so that's, that's the way we are sometimes with God. We're, we're looking down. We're doing everything that we can to take care of everything else. And we sort, of, we sort of have a relationship with God. We sort of have our attention on God, but we sort of have our attention on everything else. And it's just hard to hear what's going on. And so sometimes you just need to get into a quiet place. Sometimes you just need to slow down. Sometimes you just need that little break to get with God and an easy way to do that is with praise and worship. So as we praise God, you know, that, that gets us in communion with him. That gets us into, into an area where we know that God inhabits our praise. We know he's there. 
We know when we start calling on Jesus and thanking Jesus for what he's done for us and thanking him for how awesome he is and thanking him for all the things and praising him because he's our God, we know we've got his attention. And so once we're there, it's easy then just to sort of stop and say, God, it's your turn. I've been doing all the talking. Have you ever been in, in one of those, uh, you've been around one of those people that you can't get a word in edgewise? Every time you start talking, they just start their next sentence or paragraph or book, whatever it is. And you're like, ah, ah. Yeah. so I, I feel, especially with me, sometimes that's how God is. He's like, hey, if, if you would just shut up just for a second, I would tell you what the answer is. I'd help you out with that before you move on to the next 52 things that you're looking for. So my next verse is, is 1 Peter 5 and 6 through 7. And so it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Not right now, in due time. Maybe right now, but I mean, I, I'm still waiting on answers from God uh, for, for things that happened yesterday. I mean, uh, I, I get really impatient. And verse 7 says, Casting all your care on him, for he careth for you. So that's, that's sort of a, a commandment to us, is that we need to cast our cares on God because he cares for you. Uh, I, I uh, enjoy listening to this evangelist. His name is Jesse Duplantis. He's not a Pentecostal person. He's, he's funny. He's not a comedian, but he's funny. And uh, he talks a lot about casting your cares on God. He said, you know, if, if I take ownership of this problem if I'm a control freak and I've got to figure it out God's gonna be like okay talk to me when when you're ready for help but as long as you got this I don't need to do anything about it and so sometimes it's only when we reach the end of our rope it's only when we can get uh, to the point where we just got to have an answer that we can hear from God because we finally shut up and say God I can't do this and so if you could do the little things and, and just say, God, I can't do this, you're going to get your answers a lot faster. And the reason I started talking about Jesse Duplantis is he runs a, a, a multi, multi, multi-million dollar organization. And uh, he's saving up to, to launch his own satellite system. He needs $6 billion for that. And he's trusting God for that. But he says when he's sitting at his desk and all the bills come across his desk, he just grabs them all of his hands, grabs them all in his hands, holds them up in there and says, Jesus, you got mail. <laughs> all right. That's that's how I want to be. It's like, hey, that's that's a care. I'm going to cast it on him. I'm not just going to say, hey, you know, you're God, you, you care for me, you know, you, you know what these problems I got over here. No, I'm like, hey, here's here's your problems. I got them, and now they're yours. I don't have to worry about them anymore. I've I've taken it to my father. And my father now has that. So if any of you remember being a kid when you would break your toy and you run to your parents, it was all okay after that because one of two things was going to happen. Mom or dad was going to fix it for you or you were going to get a different toy. Uh, you know, and that's how God is. He's, he wants to fix it for you. He wants to take it. And as soon as you hand it off to him, that's not your problem anymore. So give, that, give all your problems to God. We need to learn to cast our care on him and trust that he's going to take care of them. So um, when we trust, we let him do it his way without our help. So our job is to follow God, not to lead God. So if we can open the door 
for God to, to come in and take care of that problem for us. We open the door and step back and says, there he is, right over there. Go get him. Uh, but if we kick the door in and run inside in front of God, God's going to be like, I guess he's got it. Uh, guess she's got it. I'm going to let them take care of it. When they get in trouble, they'll let me know. Uh, and so that's where we miss it a lot of times. We try to take care of it ourselves. And so when we're anxious, when we, when we are in this turmoil, we can't really go to God in faith because we're in turmoil. We're, we're so riled up inside that we can't hear anything from God sometimes. Sometimes when you hear about a bad situation, uh, for those of us who, who do enjoy praying and who do uh, practice prayer, intentional prayer, uh, fervent prayer, sometimes when we hear bad news, man, we react out of fear. And we start praying just blah, 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 in fear, and that's not really doing us any good. That's us being in fear. If we can just say, hey, just stop for a second and say, hey, God, thank you for being my father. Thank you for caring for me. Thank you for being my dad. Hey, you know, there's this little situation over there. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it by now, but uh, uh, I can't do anything about that. Can, can you help me with that? Instead of you taking on, well, if I don't say these three words and these 16 phrases and, and these things, then God's never going to answer that prayer because I didn't get the formula right. Prayer is not a formula. <laughs> prayer is communication. Prayer is, hey, God... I mean, you don't even have to say the right words. I've, I've had friends that uh, they told me about when, when they turned their life over to Jesus. Uh, they were just frustrated with life in general. They didn't know if there was a God. And they were sitting here. I'm not recommending you do this, but uh, it was done out of ignorance. So there's a lot of grace there. But they were sitting here cussing at God, saying, hey, if you really do exist, if you really do have this, then I need you in my life. And I'm not going to throw in all the extra words that they put in there. But God honored that. They came to him honestly. They came to him as a person and said, hey, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to believe. I know I can't keep up like this, and I need you. So praying in fear doesn't work. Now, there's a difference between me being fearful and me being in fear. There's sometimes that in faith, I'm standing up here strong as can be, but in my, in my natural man, I'm sitting up here and my knees are knocking together because I just can't believe, can't believe that I'm facing this, but I have to trust that God has this. My, my faith man, my spirit man is strong and, and standing here strong while my, while my physical man is just terrified. And so... Um, you got to be able to reach in and get in contact with that, with that spirit, with the spiritual man, and know that, that, the, that he is in or she is in communion with God and that it's going to be okay. So Psalms 46, 8 through 11, one of my favorites. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. And here it is. Man, this, this, is, this is the gold right here. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. 
I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. So Selah is sort of like a pause, a prayerful pause, an amen. Uh, It's a word that happened at the end of uh, a lot of verses and songs. But look at all the things that, that... that God has done. He's, he's caused desolation in the earth. That wasn't for his people. That was for people that didn't even believe in him. He went out and showed them, I am God. I will be exalted. I don't care if you like me or not. I don't care if you believe in me. But I guarantee you, uh, you're going to call on me. or you're gonna, In some fashion or the other, you're going to need some relief because I'm going to be the, the destroyer. I'm going to be the, uh, the peacemaker. He broke every, every symbol of strength that man had. He burnt chariots. Chariots back in, in the time that this was written were like tanks would be now. He just destroyed the, the chariots. He broke the spears. He broke the bows. He caused desolation wherever he wanted to cause desolation to, to honor his people. But then he's telling his people, say, hey, you don't have to worry about me doing bad things to you. You just be still. Get into that place. Be still and know that I am God and that the God of Jacob is our refuge. Uh, so we have, we have a refuge. We have a place we can run to when things are getting too tough for us, and that's the God of Jacob. That's our God. All right. What does he want us to do? Well, he told us, be still and know that he's God. Know that our Father has this. So in Philippians 4, six, verses 6 and 7, this is another great one. Be careful for nothing. Some, some versions of the Bible uh, translate that word careful for anxious. So don't be anxious about anything. Don't be scared. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. So don't just tell him, hey, God, I got this problem. But, hey, God, I have this problem. You're awesome. I love you. Thank you for taking care of it. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So... You can be in the worst situation in your life. I've been in the worst situation in my life, and I've turned to God and said, God, <laughs> I've tried everything I can do. I've, I've thrown money at the problem. I've thrown all, this, all these other uh, efforts at this problem, and I just can't do it anymore. God, you, you got you to gotta help me here. And I stepped back and just said, I, I've, I've reached the end of what I can do. Now it's your turn. And the peace that came with that was just amazing. And uh, you, have to, you have to hear my story sometime, but um, the way you get there is to, number one, realize that you can't do it. Amen. Number two is you get into praise. You get into where you know that God is going to hear you. You thank him for what he's doing for you. You thank him for what he is. You praise him for, for how, he, uh, how he has made us, how he's been our savior, how he's redeemed us, how he's given us grace and mercy. And then you get into that quiet place. Uh, I don't have it in my notes, but, you know, in the, in the Bible where I think it was Elisha goes up in the mountains and a tornado came and God wasn't in the tornado. 
and a raging fire came, and God wasn't in the fire. But the still, small voice came, and God was in that still, small voice. So a lot of times we miss our miracle looking for the supernatural. So a lot of times you're looking for, you know, i got a broken arm waiting for something to pop out, and whew, arm's fixed. Uh, where, hey, uh, tomorrow I've got an x-ray and go tomorrow and, hey, that bone's not really broken anymore. You're looking for that supernatural when the miracle is hiding right in the, in the natural. So a, a lot of times we, we want that, we want that and suddenly. And sometimes it's and quickly, all right? It's where your miracle is. And suddenly happens, and, and I'm not going to discount that at all, but and quickly and faster than normal. And without explanation, it happened. Not that there was a big thunderclap and it was all just taken care of. But as we get still, as we get into praise, we just stop. Don't forget to listen to what God has to say for you. Just imagine conversations that you have with people, important people in your life. If you never stop talking and you get through with everything you're going to say, you came to them for advice, you came to them for a problem, and you just verbally throw up on them, and then you turn around and say, okay, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time I see you. Did that do you any good? You got it off your chest, but did it help anything? Did you get any advice? Did you get any insight from that person? No, because they never had a chance to, to talk back to you. So don't forget to stop and listen to what he has to say. I think sometimes, especially when we're in the format of a service, when we've got a time frame that we're looking at, uh, you know, and, and we get people coming up here, we're praying for them and everything. We'll pray, 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 boom, go back to your seats, and now we're going to do this, and then uh, boom, we've got to go get dinner after church. We forget sometimes to stop. Take that time. Maybe God has something he wants me to say to that person. Maybe God has something he wanted to say to that person, and it just took a little bit of getting into quiet for, them to, uh, for us to hear that from him. Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great things, great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. God is so awesome. He can answer things in a way that we would have never thought to answer it. We, he can... He can make a whole new situation appear that the old situation is just null and void. And so uh, I, just, I just love this verse in Jeremiah, and mighty things happen that, that, that thou knowest not. I mean, God's just awesome. We get caught up in prayer. We get caught up in the act of praying. Sometimes that's, that's worse than not praying is just praying because we know that we're supposed to pray. Um. We get caught up in our schedules and our events, and we forget to wait for God, and we forget to wait for our answer. So, Sister Carla, will you play that song for me? We're just, I'm just going to play a song, and if you'll, just, uh, if you'll get rid of your distractions, if you'll put your phones down, I don't know if anybody's got any phones, but if you'll put them down, if you'll, if you'll just concentrate on just listening to this song. sort of try to get in, in communion with yourself and in communion with God. Just sort of, sort of let this song wash over you. Listen to the words.
Close your eyes and let this be your prayer. for a second just just continue to be in that quiet place continue just to just to close your eyes we're going to pray a little bit we're going to get that answer from God that we've been looking for that answer that we need 
So if, if you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to stay seated, you can stay seated. If you want to come up to the front and pray around the altar, that's appropriate as well. But whatever it is, just, just get still inside you and let's, let's commune with God. But God, thank you so much for what you've done. God, thank you for the answers that you're bringing today. Thank you for helping us, God. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Savior. God, thank you for where you brought me from. Thank you for where you're taking me to. Thank you for where I am today, God. God, I just pray that you just, you just enter into my heart, that you enter into my soul. Oh, God, thank you. Start getting in touch with your faith. Be able to release your faith. Be sure you give a chance for God to talk to you. Just be still. Now that you're still, ask him again for that direction that you've been seeking. Ask him the questions that you had asked before that you didn't think you got an answer for. Now that you're quiet, now that you're still, listen.
He's talking to hearts right now. He's talking to our souls. He's changing things. He's giving direction. He's showing you where to go. He's showing you what to do. I can get everybody to stand. Our God is a good God. He's looking to help us all the time. He's given us answers today. There are people that I know just took something from that. They just got something from God. If nothing else, he's shown us how to get answers. What we just did is something that you can do anywhere you are. You can do it at home. You can do it in your car. Try not to close your eyes too much if you're driving. Uh, But anywhere that you can be somewhere and just start to praise God. Start to thank him for what is going on. Start to thank him for how powerful and wonderful he is. And then just get still and listen to him talk to you. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done today. I thank you for coming in here and showing us the things that you've shown us. I thank you for the change that's going to come out of this. I thank you for being who you are, being what you are. But most of all, God, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for having grace. I thank you for your sacrifice. And I thank you for the salvation that came with that sacrifice. God, I accept that salvation. And I accept your direction in my life. I accept the answers that you've given me. God, I thank you so much for that. God, help me to remember to be still. Help me to remember that you do care. That you do have a direction for me to go. And that you do have answers for me. Thank you so much, God, for being my father for caring for me, for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody, thank you for playing along. <laughs> this, was, this was powerful for me. I don't know if anybody else got anything out of it, but I know I did. And man, we're going to have an awesome 11 o'clock service. Thank you so much.